Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Day number six of the 12 Days of Podcasts, our third annual run of podcasts for 12 days straight leading up to Christmas. This year, Jeff, is a test of our memory. Let's see who was on the podcast. Okay, so it was Guapdad 4000. Then we had Kodak Black, Denzel Curry. Day four was... Uh, Two Jews and Two Black Dudes review the movies. That was Airplane. Right. Then Aminatou Sao. Yes. And today? Today is Kazim Famuide. So for anybody who is coming over from Kaz's podcast, Flagrant 2, the whole asshole army who doesn't know who we are. Welcome. Nice to have you. I'm sure you're very interested in hearing the real Kaz, <laughs> the real life Kaz, the behind the scenes to who this guy who's been yelling about the Knicks this entire time is. And you get a lot of that today, and it's a great podcast. But if you don't know who we are, we're It's The Real. We've been around for a long time. Our podcast has been around for a long time. And we've had everyone on from like Cardi B to Swiss Beats to Action Bronson to behind the scenes people to sports people to just interesting and fun conversations on a weekly basis. And what we do at the end of every year is just flood the market. We do episodes all December long in an effort to raise awareness about what we have going on here, and this is it. So we have one thing that we want to ask you. The asshole army. We want to ask the asshole army to make fun of Kaz's outfits. <laughs> and also spread the word about this podcast to your friends, families, fans, fanatics, whoever. Just let them know that we have something cool going on over here, and you could do that on Twitter, on Instagram on iTunes by leaving a review or a comment or whatever. We appreciate any and all interactions. Even the people who hit us up and they're like, yo, you're doing dope shit. I really appreciate all the work that you put in. It all means a lot to us. So let's not fuck it up. Today on the podcast, we have Kaz. Kaz, who we've known for a cool decade now. He went to school in our hometown of Purchase, New York, and we've known him ever since he was an intern over at The Source. Two weeks later, he was basically running the place, and I'm really excited to get into his story because he's such a good guy, and he has so many great stories, and... And by the way, Jeff... Yeah. Palooza is coming up. You can get your tickets at DuceyPalooza.com. Kaz makes a big announcement when we talk about Palooza in this episode. Look forward to that. Jeff, when do you want to get into it? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. the executor of the Jackson Family Estate, a.k.a. Mike Will Naden. Yo, what up, it's Jeff, a.k.a. Get In Loser, we're going shopping, a.k.a. Ride or Die Bitch. Hey, it's Kaz, a.k.a. Uh, black Guy, a.k.a. <laughs> I cut my, my hair and I wish I grew it back, a.k.a. Uh, your boy, what's good? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's your favorite podcast, and waste time with It's The Real. Yes. <laughs> Why did that feel so much like Usual Suspects? We were just <laughs> walk, looking around the room, just being like, uh, yeah, I don't know. This uh, is Kaz Mug. Um, <laughs> East Coast Kaz. Yes. What's happening? Welcome back. Oh, it's been a while, right? <laughs> God damn. Do the Delta stewardesses know you by now? By now, yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Like the, the people at the fucking. Welcome back, Mr. Kaz. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's beautiful. Kaz, what are you I known for? Uh, they're just they just see me sadly dragging a bag every Sunday. <laughs> like you're back again. I'm like, yes, yes, bitch, I am. Take me to Stanford, the city that works. Kaz, God, straight up, it. at its biggest, mm -hmm. were you recognized more for throwing your hat off of the <laughs> off the roof after the Knicks draft, or uh, 
as James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> um, Be I honest. Would say, I would say the hat thing. The hat thing. Honestly, really? Yeah. Like there was a while where fucking every. Dee Zamero did Bill Simmons podcast. Yeah, and they talked about me fucking throwing the hat off the goddamn balcony at translation. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and then that I cut my hair. And in. that was after which draft? <laughs> this is after this is when we drafted Porzingis, right? Uh, <laughs> who is who is also known as the the Godzingus? Yeah, exactly. Okay, and you were looking form. after him just yesterday on Twitter. This is fact. Asking him how he's doing. And the <laughs> fucked up shit is right. Like I was mad because I wanted him to draft Emmanuel Moutier, who we ended up getting anyway. <laughs> And it's just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not bad or good. He's just like, oh, he's all right. What if James Harden <laughs> plays for the Knicks next year? You know, I, it would be very awkward for me to walk around <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for a while. Um, you know, I, it's it's weird because, like, it's half of the reason why I cut my hair, too. Really? Yeah. You got, like, you got was, peer pressured into it? It was too much. It was too much. The, the pressure of... Being uh, us tweeting at you <laughs> that and like the disappointment of people anytime they run up to you like oh, oh. <laughs> after a while that just takes takes a toll on you um which do say palooza founding member do you get confused for the most just like because they're like <laughs> oh i know you the water gun guy you're oh gosh I'm, I'm, it's pretty distinct but i do get uh, confused for Rory all the time. They call you Rory? <laughs> no, they don't. You're no, Rory. Don't. Totally no one why. has ever. Get me in. Yeah. Get me in. Um, I do have a question about Duce yeah. Palooza because we wanted to do a Duce Palooza podcast last yes, year. Yes, yes. Where it was going to be. Duce Palooza is this, uh, this Saturday, December 22nd at um, Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah. You can get tickets. DucePalooza.com. Mr. C. Clark got DJ. <laughs> no, that's big, though. That is big. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. We got a big artist coming, too, but hopefully they'll know by the time this. Yeah. James Harden. <laughs> yeah. James. <laughs> yeah. But so we were going to do a Duce Palooza cast. Yes. And it was going to be uh, every single member of Duce Palooza, all 47 of you. Yes. <laughs> and we were going to go Wu-Tang. through and be like, okay, who is the best person to room with on the road and who is the worst person to Whoa. room with on the road? And... We couldn't get it to happen because <laughs> it was a split decision amongst no, all of as you. As soon as as soon as one person said, <laughs> "Listen, that that question alone just fractured a group chat." <laughs> yeah, it, like, it, it was like, "What? We Me? just we huh? just wanted to know who <laughs> was late, who leaves like you know hair in the drain, yeah. who was just who snores." Like, we just wanted to know that. We weren't asking all like the salacious no, shit. Yeah, no, no, but no, no, no. it was like everybody was like, "Yes, yes, 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 yes," and then there was one no, and then it was like, "Oh wait, no, 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 no." no. <laughs> So speak for yeah. yourself. Yeah. Are you a good roommate when you're um, on the road? No, I'm not a good roommate <laughs> at all. I'm, the abs- I'm probably the one of the worst people to room with. Do you show up late and drunk and cause a scene? And Well, I don't show up late or drunk. So- sometimes, like, f- for the room. Sorry, so here's the thing, right? Like, <laughs> when, there was, when we had roommates, and most of us had our own rooms, but if you're rooming with someone, um, and in my single, more salacious days yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. like sometimes you either go home with someone that you either brought there or was hanging out with or whatever you usually make plans before them or or you bring somebody back to said hotel room and if you didn't have somebody <laughs> like that you know what I mean you would have to work out with your roommate hey I'm heading back to the hotel after this um so as far as that goes <laughs> I never really was the best at just not <laughs> at leaving. I'm very washed, so a lot of the times, like I'll just beat you back to the hotel room and I'll be asleep. And uh, you know, after the party, I'm not really trying to do anything but just fucking go to sleep. And then you know, you hear a knock on the door. I'm just like, God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna pretend I'm asleep. Yeah, either pretend I'm asleep or I'm just like, 
bro, I'm here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is just what's happening. But. All right, let's it's like Jersey Shore. <laughs> exactly. Let's get let's get right to the very beginning. And you know, we ask everyone who comes on here where you're originally from, but we mm. know where you're originally from. Yes. You're from our favorite island. Yes, the island Staten of Staten. <laughs> Beautiful Staten Island. Beautiful sunny borough of parks. Yes. <laughs> what is the most Staten Island thing about you in 2018? Oh, God. The most Staten Island thing about me is I eat mad pasta. Mm. Like I, all the time? All the time. Like I, that is my go-to. Like if it's there, uh, you probably can't mess it up for me. Like I'll <laughs> eat any of it type of pasta. Like, Is that prob- a problem for you who works out all the time? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It definitely is. Um, I've gotten better with my pasta choices. <laughs> Whole like wheat get, pasta. Whole wheat, you know, mm-hmm. some quinoa <laughs> type of pasta, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that the fake pasta? Yeah, like yeah. the fake, not as delicious pasta. Sure, but it's, right. I'm Who cares t- about taste anymore, right? <laughs> just not, eat cardboard. Just, exactly. <laughs> like, it's just it's just not as delicious or, or fun, but, you know, it's a... It's a <laughs> but who cares? You'll live longer. You'll live longer. And I drink a lot of wine, so I'm like an Italian mother. <laughs> exactly. In many ways. Uh, what is the... Best thing about Staten Island? What's the worst thing about Staten Island? I would say worst thing is probably the racism or location. yeah, the racism. Mm. Racism is pretty pretty not fucking great. rampant. Not great yeah. out there. Uh, it's and you know what's fucked up about it? Like I didn't really realize it until like I moved out of Staten Island. And uh, that's you mean a you, whole island to them? No? Yeah, like Wait, you were just used to it. I was just, it was just, it was in a way, yeah. Like not like used to it in the sense where it was like somebody's like, "Hey, nigger," and he's just like, "Oh, okay, I'm a nigger." And it's not that. I was used to it in the sense where it's like it was just real veiled shit that I just never would ca- didn't really catch on to until like I left that borough, hmm. and I was just like, it's it's a weird okay maybe there are races or maybe that's just how things are here and they don't really know better because it's 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 as isolated of a place you can live at man like people who yeah, are usually I've never born been. there oh no yeah. I've been, I've been <laughs> once once, yeah. once like people yeah. kind of come and go there but like people that are born there fucking stay there they yeah. live there they die there you know what i'm saying like a lot of people it's rare that motherfuckers just leave staten island but yeah like it's a weird type of veiled racism that happens there but it was you know it's you look at voter polls and once i got into politics and realized that's a borough full of firefighters and police officers and then you just see how they vote and we're the only fucking <laughs> trump borough <laughs> in yeah. all of new york yeah. and it's like oh yeah that's the racism yes right but yeah but, and and on the flip side on the flip side great fucking pizza <laughs> 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 the pizza's delicious like you know it, it is it is it is probably the best place to get a nice like family pie you know what i'm saying shout out to jimmy max fuck with jimmy max the long way but yeah phenomenal pizza though um <laughs> growing up there how big is your family when you were when you were a kid oh gosh growing up there it wasn't terribly big but i had a lot of cousins mm-hmm. uh, who also on the island or no they were like far rockaway okay but you know you go and visit them a lot right but it was just me and my brother oh uh, my mom and my aunt and my cousin Aziza, mm-hmm. and uh, that was pretty much us. You know what I mean? That was pretty much our a lot of our like immediate family in Staten Island. And um, yeah, like I would have like cousins and like aunties and uncles that lived in Staten Island. But like my closest, closest like my dad's kids, dad's brother's kids, cousins, mm-hmm. Far Rock. were in uh, Far Rockaway. Sorry, I had a great sandwich across the street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to come up. But. When did you start to play sports? Oh gosh, uh, I was playing sports right when I was six years old. 
Um, I played since like kindergarten and I was always like a little bit taller than everyone. So my mom made me play basketball. <laughs> um, she didn't let me play football, even though like every coach under the sun was like, oh, let this kid play football. And this did you want to play hand. football? No, nah, nah, not really. Did, like, did you want CTE? <laughs> no, exactly. Like, the funny thing is, like, I, I would play football, like, in the street or, like, with other, you know, in the backyard and stuff. And, like, coaches will see me and be like, oh, man, like, you know, he should go play. Yeah, what's know. his 40 time? Yeah, <laughs> like, shit like that. But I just loved basketball. Like, I loved fucking, like, Jordan and the Knicks and all this other shit. And I was like, I wanted to do that. So, Wait, so you didn't feel torn? Wearing Jordans <laughs> as a Knicks fan because ne- I've never worn Jordans. Yeah, well, I didn't. I couldn't afford them. You know what I mean? I couldn't also afford same. them when I was yeah, like, yeah, very yeah, young. Yeah. But uh, you know, when the Knicks were like relevant, like I wasn't wearing <laughs> you know Jordans. I was wearing like uh, that's how long ago it was. I was wearing like <laughs> strap shoes. Yeah, yeah. And shit, like. Did you have a hoop outside? Yes. Yeah. Oh man, you know what's fucking crazy? I went back to Staten Island for Thanksgiving, and like my brother and I, we like fucking not even like the house that we grew up in there was another house like down the street where we lived on like ada drive and we built a fucking hoop not built it but like we we had a fucking uh like play those, school no no like a real <laughs> like a real deal like you know fill the base up with sand oh yeah. Thing. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know we would do that but it would always fall over so we like dug like cement my dad like poured cement and put the pole in there and left the hoop up and then, like, you know, the hoop fucking fell off or whatever. But we were back there for Thanksgiving, and the pole was still standing. No hoop. <laughs> no hoop, but the pole was still there. So we were just like, holy shit. Like, my dad put that pole there for a shitty basketball hoop. Were you that guys was just like a festivist pole. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, in, I don't know what the fuck they do. With were you and your brother now. out there, like, till all hours of the night just balling? Oh, One on one? Yes. Yeah. Numerous fights. Numerous yeah. people we had to beat up over <laughs> games. Like, we... We were we were some some knucklehead, not super knuckleheads. We weren't super knuckleheads. Did you have like, like the street ball or did you have like the indoor ball? I had both. I didn't really start using indoor balls until I was playing like organized basketball. Yeah, I was like in third grade. We had all like the multicolored yeah. like street ball. Like you the bounced too hard. Yeah, it gets yeah. like the nipple on it. And stuff. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh man, like the fucking gas station balls that you get that were super rubbery. Yeah. All that shit. When did you get into organized sports? Like third grade. I was I played at Santa Dalbert's in uh, Staten Island, and I was like in the CYO. And I was like, they had like this fucking newspaper standing on advance. And like every time I'd have a good game, like they'd put me in there and shit. And like that happened up until like eighth grade. In eighth grade, I had fucking, I had like this, I was on this traveling basketball team called Staten Island Lightning. And we went to the AAU national tournament. What? And mind you, like our team was like, we were the basketball team representing New York City. You know what I'm saying? So we had to beat like the best of the best of the city. So like, it was rare that any teams from Staten Island went, like, to the Nationals. And, like, it turned out, like, kids that I played with, like, you know, my, my guy Kyle McAlarney, who went, like, D1 and played for Notre Dame. Yep. And my guy Doug Elwell, who went D1. And, like, we were just, like, the first group of, like, Staten Island kids that, like, was really good in AAU basketball and traveling. So, like, we traveled there. And we came in, like, seventh place in, like, the the New York, the USA Nationals at our grade. And that was, like, seventh out of, like, 250 teams. Damn. And um, right then and there, that's when all these, like, high school recruits started, like, trying to pluck us for, like, certain high schools or whatever. And a lot of people stayed in um, Staten Island. And, like, they killed over there. And I had a scout take me from Staten Island to New Jersey where I ended up going to St. Patrick's. And St. Patrick's is, like, this fucking... 
massive basketball powerhouse yeah. still to this day. Like they've, they've, you know, Kyrie Irving, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, you know, Shaheen Holloway, Al Harrington, uh, Kaz Famuita, me, yeah. Kaz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they put a lot of people in the NBA and overseas, like, you know what I'm saying? So, so what happened to you? Yeah, I wasn't that good. <laughs> like, I figured that out really quickly. What, 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 were the, what, what were the best parts of your game? Uh, I was athletic. Yeah. I was athletic. So I was like one of like the first kids like dunking on my team. So, uh, I had I was really good at everything but ball handling. Like my ball handling like, was like my Achilles heel. Like I could shoot the ball, I could catch and shoot, I could run and jump and dunk and you could dive. I could dive, <laughs> I can grab rebounds over Box out, me, yeah. Play good defense, all that shit. Just my handle was ass. Like I could not <laughs> fucking like my crossover was sucked. Like I had one hand, I was just all right handed. Wait, who is like, better, you or Stanley Hudson from the office? <laughs> I was definitely better than Stanley with the fucking the one arm shit. I didn't dribble like that. I didn't dribble like that. But, you know, my left was, if you forced me left, like it was, you know, it wasn't a sure thing. But to the right, oh, yeah, it's buckets all day. So did you go out to St. Patrick's for ninth grade? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from, So all four years? Yeah, all through high school I was out there. But, like, okay, eighth grade to ninth grade, mm. how do you get it in your head that you're like, all right, I'm going to make that what was it a bus ride down there yeah my, my mom drove me every day every morning how long Yo, shouts to your and mom then, yeah, no yeah kidding. mom's a beast bro like she drove me every morning before work how I long that's cool seven hours <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't that far it wasn't that far it was, it was over the Gothels bridge and okay. it was elizabeth new jersey six hours so, <laughs> <laughs> it was literally it was maybe like 30 minutes oh that's not, minutes. Bad. Okay, it wasn't yeah. that bad but yeah. you would start to cross that bridge and pay that toll every day mm-hmm. so you know it was, it was wild but um, and we had practice like early in the morning, so like sometimes we'd have to be there at like six a.m. And my mom would wake up with me and drop me off there to like you know practice with the team. And so play. is that a very old gym? They didn't even like their gym was so terrible. We didn't even how play terrible was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, so terrible. <laughs> um, nah, it was literally like a cat, an old Catholic school. Um probably an enrollment of like 150 max you know what i'm saying like it was three rooms at each floor and it was one building and we had a little fucking gym inside the high school and you know but we but it was like this national power of a high school basketball program like we were sponsored by jordan and nike and like we had games on espn and all that other shit but you know it was just a dump of a school right you know right. so um and we couldn't fit all of our fans in a, a little high school gym so we had to play at this place called the rexplex do you remember the rexplex it was like this fucking great uh, name though yeah, yeah it was great <laughs> into it it was uh it's a it's across the way from ikea and elizabeth okay yep and, well, and you're, like, by the way you're not selling me on it <laughs> i'm sorry God damn. well it's, it's closed it's closed now exit 13a like, right exit yeah, 13A, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, it was yeah, yeah. and it had like a skateboard skate park and shit and that's how everybody remembered it because like tony hawk went there mm-hmm. and like skated over there and shit and when tony hawk pro skated it was the shit it was like oh, yeah shit. yeah um he's at the ikea, <laughs> yeah, he's at the IKEA. <laughs> but uh yeah that's where you know that's where we play ball at and um yeah. Was, and who was your coach? Uh Kevin Boyle. Kevin oh. Boyle is uh he he was at St. Patrick's for a number of years. Now he's at Montverde Academy and Montverde is a school in Florida that fucking you know, Ben Simmons went there, Joel Embiid, the uh, fucking a, a ton of D'Angelo Russell, a ton of pro guys. Um so he's he's coached a shit ton of professional ball players. And what did he mean to you? Um, nothing much, really. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm here 
But uh, nah, he was cool, man. He didn't make like, you into a better human. Uh, he, yeah, I mean, he did. Not so much him. Uh, the assistant coach, who's the head coach now, mm-hmm. uh, when he left, uh, a guy by the name of Chris Chavannis, he took over, and he was the guy who was like, you know, it was typical lean on me coach. You know what I mean? Where you can fucking people who you know, I was I was a little more fortunate than people I went to school with, but you know, some people didn't have a choice about like where they had to stay. Like they would either like stay far away or with a family member or they'd stay at his house or you know and he was like a father figure to a lot of us like and he taught us like about being a grown man and like fucking you know how you carry yourself and how you talk to people and how you greet people and like he was very big on giving and we'd have like a fucking we'd do a thanksgiving drive every fucking uh uh thanksgiving before the season starts like he didn't celebrate no holidays all the holidays he would do he would be like doing charitable shit you know what I'm saying? And now he's the head coach there. And, like, now he's carrying on that legacy of putting, like, you know, these top, you know, players, whether they be in, uh, you know, Division One NCAA basketball or the NBA. So, um, nah, Chris Chavannis was definitely, like, that fucking guy for me, man. Did you ever have the feeling, like, it, you weren't, you know, a starter, right? Yeah. And no. you might not have been the sixth man? No, I mean, I, I played a little bit. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I was, like, maybe, like, eighth. But, bench, but, but but did you have I was, that, a rot- I was a rotational guy no sure but did yeah. you have that chip on your shoulder being like yo i was killing it back home yeah. and like <laughs> i feel like i should get more time or i feel like i could like benefit in some form or fashion i'll be honest like for a while i did but it took me i i, I knew that 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 was the reason why i went there though i knew i was going there knowing I wasn't going to be the best guy there. But, like, my thought process was if I could hang with these guys, I could hang with anybody. You know what I'm saying? And um, I kind of went there with the mindset of knowing, like, hey, I could if I wanted to just go to a high school and just be the man, I would just stay in Staten Island because that's what I was doing my whole right. life. I wanted to go challenge. And, and then you could have you know, stayed in Long Island. Yeah, <laughs> stayed, stayed in Staten Island, yeah. yeah. My, whole, my whole idea was, like, I, I, I want to go play college basketball. I want that to pay for my, you know, school or whatever. So, like, that's that was, like, my only real goal, you know, and I felt like if I'm playing at this team, a college coach is going to see you, a college coach is going to give you a scholarship. And I wasn't a guarantee being in Staten Island because a lot of people didn't go. Very and isolated. So you were a good team player. Very good team player, I would say. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like I was. Up you off watched the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would retrieve the ball. Yeah, and shit. Like you know, wash people's asses. Now, if it was, um, yeah, like I, I was definitely like not somebody. Okay, I lied. Like my freshman year, when I was playing JV, like I thought I was the man. And I, I, I was a nut, and I took a lot of shots and all that shit. But once you go to varsity, it was a whole different ball game. It did, was. Did they beat you down in practice? Oh yeah, practice was harder than the games because we was blowing everybody out <laughs> in the games. Like everybody played because like we would be up by fucking thirty before halftime because we were just dogging everyone. And um, it just the practices were like you really made your name because mm. that's where the coaches would come. They would see you pretty much working out against like other D- d1 players you know what i'm saying like you'll in most high school schedules you're not gonna play against anybody you're gonna end up playing on the next level in college so like a lot of times you just come and watch us practice because all of us are gonna play in college you know so um practice is where you really made your name what was your take on beating up a like shitty team Oh, it's fantastic! <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know about like I, I, I. You didn't know about feelings or like <laughs> no, like compassion. No, I, I was, I was never, 
I never really played on a bad team until like I got to college. Mm-hmm. Like every whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. <laughs> like, purchase Panthers. <laughs> there you go, purchase Panthers. D three. Uh, yeah. Even like my first, like my first go around when I was at Dominican playing a D two. Um, you know that was on scholarship and like that was fun, but like that was like my life, and like I didn't know if I wanted it to be my life like that, especially when I'm like. I'm not going to go to the NBA from fucking Dominican college. You know what I'm saying? Or You not, can be like the Wayne Corbett. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, this is the guy from Hofstra yeah. or some shit like that. But, um, yeah, like, I, I never really played on, like, a bad team. So, if he was blowing them out, it's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's blow them out. Let's give the guys a show. Let's fucking show. Yeah, be like Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> Basically. Like, yeah. for most teams, like, 80, <laughs> 85% of the teams we played was like that. though. One team, and they kind of came back around, and I guess this is a funny story to share. My uh, second-to-last high school game was on ESPN, and, you know, we had a kid by the name of Derek Character who played for the Lakers for a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was on ESPN the Magazine a bunch of times. He was, um, they called him Baby Shaq, right? Mm-hmm. And we had a, another kid named Corey Fisher who went to Villanova, set a whole bunch of records, mm-hmm. like streetball legend in the Bronx, like complete beast. And... We're playing against Oak Hill, and Oak Hill is a powerful school, but we were like, no, they're coming to Jersey, one, and two, they're playing against us. Like, we got two future NBA players on our team. So, wait, they came to the Rexplex? No, actually, this is in Trenton. So, like, beautiful Trenton. It's beautiful Trenton, New Jersey. (laughs) It was was the primetime shootout, and it was the same tournament that LeBron uh, had played in the year before when he fucking had the whole Hummer shit happen to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we was there the next year. And um, <laughs> I'll never fucking forget it. It was playing on ESPN2. And they had a couple D1 guys. We were like, oh, we could take them, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And there was some skinny kid who walked up to do the tump, jump ball. And mind you, we had a kid that was baby Shaq. <laughs> so we're like, oh, he's going to fucking kill this guy. He can't even fucking. What is he going to do in the post of this guy? He's so fucking frail. Fucking, the kid turns out to be Kevin Durant. <laughs> the kid turns out to be junior year Kevin Durant. Skinny as a fucking twig. I'm thinking he's going to fucking post up on him. The same Kevin Durant you see in the NBA yep. is the same Kevin Durant I saw in my senior year of high school. This motherfucker is, and mind you, I, it was like watching a fucking dog walking on two legs. Yep. <laughs> Seeing somebody that tall fucking just rock people to see, cross people over, hit fucking 40 foot yeah, and shit. like Rucker Park, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. what in the <laughs> fuck is this? And we lost by 40 points. <laughs> we got blown the fuck out on national television. And I was like, yeah, we deserve this. <laughs> like, the way we've treated people, I'm like, yeah, this this, this is fitting. Damn. <laughs> fitting. So by the end of high school, who are you? Uh, by the end of high school, I'm, you know, I'm still, I still got a little bit of hoop dreams, but I was more focused on like, I loved writing and I loved like journalism and I loved like the business of sports. Right. So my whole thing was I may not make it to the NBA, but I want to be able to know enough about the game that I can still be around it and like make money doing some part of it. So that was my goal. My goal was, Hey, best case scenario, I fucking kill it on D2. I'm a Wayne Corbett. I'm one of those like <laughs> unheralded guys. Like, wow, this guy, he was he was all right recruited out of high school, but he fucking killed it. And yeah. let's give him a fucking call and go to the NBA. A worst case scenario, I get a job. 
<laughs> right? Sure. And, I mean, um, I can think of worse case scenarios yeah. than that. Exactly. Like you, you know get I mean? herpes or something. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? yeah exactly. The, the, I, I get herpes. You could be the Wayne Corbett of herpes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that was that was the goal. So, um, you know, I, I took the, the scholarship for Dominican College and I was playing ball there. And, you know, I met some of my best friends there. Um, but it wasn't really what I expected. It was a small school. And I knew that going in, and I expected it, you know, since, like, I was coming from St. Patrick's, and that was a small school. My whole thought process was, hey, as long as we're good, the people will come, right? Mm. That wasn't really the case, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, you know, you have your certain college games that were exciting and fun, and there was it was just monotonous. And, you know, after a while, I'm just like, you know, like, you're still a freshman, so you're not playing a ton, and, you know, you're still getting used to this brand new coach. And, you know, it was just, it was hard. Like, and I was expecting it to be hard, but, like, I didn't expect it to be hard and, like, boring. Not, yeah, hard and boring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, um, college just exposed me to a lot of different things. And I was like, okay, yeah, the world's bigger than basketball. Because for, like, since I'm six years old, ball was fucking life. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, everything I did re- revolved around, like, hooping. So, that's when I started, like, you know, really touching on, like, hey, like, I really do love, like, you know, rap magazines and, like, sports magazines and writing and, you know, the, you know, the source was still the Bible then and, well, not then, but, like, you know, there was, there was the still remnants of, like, you know, what that meant to work at a music magazine, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I loved watching, like, Brown Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, oh, man, that's a pretty cool life to live, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to be in that, that sort of mix. And um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I was at. Well, is it weird to not just how you see yourself, but how people see you? Because I'm sure your whole life, oh, tall kid plays yeah. basketball. Like yeah. I see you in a jersey. You go to St. Patrick's. Mm-hmm. You get a scholarship to a D2 school. You are seen as a basketball player. Yeah. How is that to sort of like be like, nah, I'm that's not sort of my main gig anymore. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely like uh, it's it's a bit of an adjustment. It's like you kind of feel like. Well, you're big and black, and you kind of stand out amongst most people. But you're not used to that because you play basketball. And, like, for a basketball player, I'm pretty average. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm used to standing around, like, 6'8 guys, 6'10 guys all the time. So you don't really realize how much people just look at you like, why aren't you using your heights? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, why aren't you – you look like an athlete. Like, once I stopped playing basketball and kind of filled out more, it was like – you play football, don't you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it went from that to that. And um, it was weird, man. It was kind of like uh, I didn't expect it to be to bother me a little bit. But I think that's kind of like why I, I really harped on having such a wild work ethic. Because I kind of feel like people judge me on how I look and how I present myself a lot. And, like, even if you see my name, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, my name isn't, like, Bob Jones. You right. know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like I always got to overcompensate and make sure that people aren't just looking at me like as some just big dumb jock. So, like, what was your first uh, attempt at, at getting a writing job? Okay. So, um, I would say it was my junior year at Purchase. Um, so, you transferred from Dominican up to Westchester? I transferred. Yeah. I purchase had a... You know, I was giving up the scholarship, but, like, I was still kind of local. And, uh, you know, it was important for, like, my mom be able to come and drive and watch me play if, you know, she wanted to. And um, it was important to be able to, um, 
go to a school that had a reputation for journalism. When I went there, I really wanted to uh, get an internship because everybody's telling me, oh, you got to get an internship, you got to do this. And I went on Craigslist, I'll never forget it, I was dating a girl named Laura. And Laura was helping me like look for internships and it was like some unnamed thing. It was like music magazine, looking for such and such, um, call this number or whatever, fucking Craigslist ad. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, she helped me call it and it turns out it's the Source magazine. So it wasn't was like, like, meet us at the Hilton Hotel. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And then it was a sting. Yeah. Oh, God. No. It wasn't like... Because uh, that's what happened at my high school. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like must-wear furry outfit. <laughs> it wasn't that kind of crazy. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why do you want me to wear this? <laughs> um, yeah, so like, she helped me find that internship. And like, she like she dressed me for it and shit. And like, I didn't really have a suit. And, you know, I went in there. And I think they had just, just came out of bankruptcy. Wow. So like, you know, they wasn't in the, it wasn't in the business of turning down free work. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, wait, so like I get to come here whenever I want to and help fucking, you know, help with stories and help with this and that. I'm like, really? I'm Where like, were their offices? They were downtown at this point. They were at 11 Wall Street. So that was like the nice like glass offices. Mm-hmm. Well, no, this this was uh they that happened afterwards. Like there was another office in the same building mm-hmm. around the way that was just like maybe one glass office and the rest was just like, you know, old source logos and magazines <laughs> and shit like that. Um, what so kind of stuff were you doing? God, I was transcribing uh source sound lab videos <laughs> every source everything from like the sources uh heyday heyday like their whole visual library whether it's the source sound lab the source awards source all access i had to fucking take those vhs <laughs> videos digitize that shit put it in a fucking in the vcr with another fucking tv and fucking tag and describe <laughs> every single thing and this was like something that took literally months to do like at least like it was like a two and a half month job that i was doing for free yo a vcr for for our, our people <laughs> listening it's like it's like youtube but yeah. like in a machine, in a machine. <laughs> and like the link is like something you have to hold with your hands yeah like, but the descript- uh, the tags you got that like, yeah, yeah the yeah, tags yeah, were the yeah, same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> So it was it was fucked up and it was almost like cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> but at the same time, it was like I thought I knew a lot of hip hop, but this is like such a crash course on like learning shit that like a lot of people don't know about. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they at one point they were they were the source. Like yeah. they had access to everything and everybody. So like I'm sitting here watching like and it's not like finished tape. It's not like edited tape. I'm talking about it's like the shit that they yeah, the raw footage, the raw footage, yeah. raw footage like shit that they sent to the TV truck. So I'm sitting here just like watching like file footage of like Tupac mm. and file footage of like Suge and Big and like Puff and like all these legends. And I'm just but like, also a lot of no names and a, and a shit ton of no names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a shit ton of no names that I fucking grew to love like. Lil Zane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah. no shots at Lil Zane. Lil no Lil shots at Lil Zane, who's also like Tupac. <laughs> this yeah. Is that, yeah, I think that's why I went with Lil Zane. I was like, who's the closest thing to Tupac? Lil Zane. <laughs> that song uh, is a banger. Yeah. 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 No, for you sure. having fun tonight. <laughs> <laughs> who's the first person in rap who comes through the office and you're just like, oh, shit. Oh, God. Uh, two. It was three. 
It was Queen Latifah, Nas, and Spike Lee. At the same time? At the same time. For what? This was, it was for the 20th anniversary issue. That was my first. My, my second issue ever was working on that 20th anniversary <laughs> issue. And that was uh, with Queen Latifah on the cover, Nas, I think Spike Lee. I think like Nelly had the other cover. It was like four. No, Ice Cube. It was like four like generations of whatever. And hip hop of hip hop, sorry, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> but uh, it was like four generations of hip hop, and um, it was crazy because, like, I don't know if they had just finished the shoot or they were coming in to talk about it or whatever, or they were shooting like extra video footage, but they were all just like chilling in like the little glass office, and like they came out. And, like, I was still in college, and, like, Facebook was still starting to pop off. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to ask for a picture with Nas. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah So, yeah. like, I, th- I think I still have the picture. Like, I fucking went up to him and, like, had this cheesy fucking two-finger pose. Mm. And, um, yeah, that Middle was, like, the first. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, the thing that was really fun about that was that, like, the writers didn't see me fan out. Like, I definitely fanned out, but they, they liked how I handled myself around <laughs> them. So they were like, oh, okay, we could, like, bring you along and shit like that. And they saw me, like, toiling away for two months fucking yeah, transcribing videos and yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, so they were really cool about that. But, like, that was, like, an amazing, like... Uh, like oh, you got to go home and brag. Yeah, yeah like, dude, when, I'm, when you're fucking going through videos of, like, all oh, your idols for, like, two and a half months, and you're like, God, why the fuck would anybody do this? Yeah. And then fucking Nas walks in, and it's cool as shit, and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, this is why people do yeah. this, yeah. <laughs> you know? So. Yo, I sat in the editing, when I was interning, I sat in the editing session of Kobe Bryant's music video wow. with Tyra Banks, with Tyra Banks and Lil X. <laughs> and I'm there just, like, like just overwhelmed yeah. right i lived off that story for like years oh i was just gosh, like me absolutely. and tyra and x and everything. yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. for a kobe bryant music oh, video, and kobe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i never interned <laughs> <laughs> you're consider yourself lucky you're still but, doing just fine <laughs> but did you did you see the relationships developing to a point where you were like yo they'll hire me here no i didn't uh i thought they were just kind of using me for a while i was kind of scared and um, I tell this story all the time because, you know, I think young people should hear it. I, like, held them hostage to, like, give me a job. Well, how so? <laughs> so, as the, as the story goes, um, you know, I was starting to write for them pretty consistently as an intern. And then, uh, you know, I had did, like, the first Drake story for them, which was one story on, like, Canadian hip-hop. And then it was another story just on actors turned rappers, right? So we had, like, for the first, I think this is around, like, right before, not even before So Far Gone. Like, he was still doing, like, little Young Money snippets and, like, comeback season had been out and, like, all this other shit. So, like, we had, like, a decent rapport, like, with him and, like, I think, like, T Slack was, like, his old manager or some shit like that. And... You know, I I had just did another profile on him because I was the only guy with the line to him. And, like, nobody was really checking for him that worked at the source because, you know, it's the source. We're looking for the big fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. like, Drake wasn't... One, Drake wasn't really their demo. Two... They were they were all aiming for the big fish. So like all the big editors were going after chasing the Jay Z stories, the Eminem stories, the Ice Cube, like those. Or guys, even just Ludacris. like Lil Wayne, like it was Lil just Wayne, like, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like those guys. No, who gives a fuck about a kid on a, on, on a Degrassi? But I thought he was he was dope. So we did another story. Then after that story, 
I was like, yo, um, I'm on this committee for my college. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should come perform at our school or whatever. And he was like, yeah, sure. Like, whatever. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we had this little, but I think we paid him $8,000 to, mm. to come and perform. And then uh, as the concert's coming up, I remember they used to let me just, like, sit in on the editorial meetings just so, like, I was, like, soaking up game or whatever. And then um, I think Amy Andrews or Mr. Mech was like, uh, you know, could we get anybody into that Drake show tonight in New York? Because, like, mind you, I booked them in, like, February. You know what I mean? Like, maybe so far gone might have been, like, a week old. <laughs> and then now it's, like, April. <laughs> and it was, like, and now smoking it was like Everybody had to the be there. Yeah. yeah, like, now it's, like, the biggest, hottest ticket in the city. And it's, like, oh, man, we got to get somebody in. We got to get somebody into that show. <laughs> And I'm like, I actually put that show together. And, like, the whole fucking room turns around <laughs> and looks at me. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I'm going to get your footage. I get a story. Do all that shit, right? You so, plus one? <laughs> plus one. I'm like, whatever. It's my shit. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's purchase. That's my town, baby. Come on. I run things up there. <laughs> so, um, you know, that show happens. And, you know, we do the story. We do the interview and all this other shit. We do the footage. Like, nobody has this footage. It's all my shit. And, um, you know, I go in Monday. And I was basically like, I give you the story, <laughs> <laughs> but I want a job. Like, and if you don't give me a job, I'm not coming in. <laughs> and I didn't. Like, so for three days, I just like fucking stayed at home. And I'll never forget, like Don Morris, who was the creative director at the time, called me up. He was like, he's like, dude, did you just like hold the company hostage for a job? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, fuck yeah, dude. I like that shit. And then two days later, they called me with a job. That's so dope. Yeah. So, so that like, explains so much. I know. <laughs> okay. Because every time that... Okay, so we met you when you were an intern. Yes. And then, like, it seemed at like... At SUNY Purchase. Yeah, at SUNY Purchase. We're yeah. from there. We're from there. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we took a picture with us and the cool kids played yeah, that so night as well. the cool kids. And I think... No, that wasn't Angelique. That was the next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. No, it was, like, Cloud Kicker Guys, my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool yeah, kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so... Uh, we met when when you were an intern. Yes, and then like now, a I was week fanning later, out. By the way, <laughs> if you guys don't remember, like, oh, no, I was I, like, holy shit! Nah, I remember <laughs> that we went to summer jam and we saw you there, yeah. and you were like, oh my god, you remembered my name. Yes, and you were so happy about that, <laughs> dog. I fan the fu- like I I watched the all videos <laughs> religiously in college, like every single one, and like it was <laughs> it's fucking crazy, like. You guys being at that Drake show let me know it was a big deal. Wow. <laughs> like I was like college yeah, not kid, not the Drake has. thing, <laughs> not the whole fucking future biggest rapper in, right. in the world is the here. guys that I watch on Not Right. Yeah, yeah, like the fucking guys that did the fucking uh, the, the Cameron video. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, the guy that did, like yeah. those guys are fucking here. <laughs> And then, like, you but, know. But but as the story goes, we knew you as the guy who was an intern the first time we met you. And, and then like, you were, like, the two editor later. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, that's really? how it's going in journalism right yeah. now. Like, what the fuck is happening over at the source? Yeah. <laughs> no, you held them hostage. That's fucking dope. Yeah, I definitely held them hostage. Uh, they didn't, like, come in with a fucking a-rod deal but no, like but you got a title i got a title i got some money and i was going Starting into time. my senior yeah. year in college crazy so i was like 
I'm coasting. Yeah. And like the whole, and I was so like, the rest of life is going to be easy. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is how I am. Like, shit. All you got to do is hold people hostage. Yeah. <laughs> all you got to do is just be like, give me what I want or else. <laughs> so graduating college, you're just like, I'm all set. Yeah. Like I was like teaching classes at one point. <laughs> like my, my journalism professors were like, Kaz, you put this magazine out this week. What do you think we should do? And I was like, giving them like war tales of like finishing on deadlines about like, you know, stories on, Nas and Queen Latifah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. those people. So, you who know? were some of the people that you were profiling? Gosh, so the best thing about that was, like, it was still they gave me the job, but they still were aiming for the big fish. Mm. So, I got to like get all the blogger guys. So, like the Wiz Khalifa, yeah. the Wale's, the Big Sean's, Cuddy. the Cuddies, Drakes, Asher, all, Asher, Roth, Asher yeah, Roth, like Charles Hamilton, yeah, fuck Mickey Fax, all those guys, like that were like doing numbers for us you know what i'm saying like they didn't want to touch all that because they wanted to go after the big guys but like <laughs> from then i built such a solid rapport with like that entire like era of rapper because yeah they came up on like the nile rights and the two dope boys and stuff like that but if they made it in the source like mm. if they made it on like actual paper oh god yeah they're like oh this is a big fucking deal you know what i'm saying so like that was kind of like my end with them and i just kind of like grew with those guys the bigger they got so like if they ever wanted to do the source and mine they didn't have like the source didn't have like the best reputation at the time, you know what I'm saying? Like after the whole Eminem shit and you know, however you felt about the whole regime, they were like, Oh, J. Cole's on the song? Oh, okay, we could do that. Oh, Big Sean, oh, okay. Oh, Wale, Wiz, oh. So it was like the stink of like the Eminem disses and the bankruptcies and all that shit was like starting to go away. And we had new ownership. And we had this whole new era of rappers that fucked with us. And like that, it didn't like obviously didn't bring it back to like the prominence it once had. Right. But like my whole goal was like, I just don't want to be a laughing stock anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like when I go to fucking like press events and like I'm at work fucking open bars or like listening sessions, I don't want people to, like the source. Yeah. yeah you right. know what I'm saying? Cause that happened a lot. That happened a whole lot. But like little by little, like, you know, people have, a high reputation started coming back. Like, Commissario came back. Bonsu was running shit over there. Combat Jack, rest in pieces over there. Sean Lynch, you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to Sean. Yeah. Sean, Amy, yeah. Mech, all those guys. All like, of all of a sudden, it was like a whole, it wasn't like the OG Mind Squad, but like, it was like the Mind Squad for like this generation. You know and also, saying? you're you. Yeah. You don't have to bear the weight of like everyone. Exactly. Because. Yep. Your Kaz and the source is the source. Yeah. Your work stands on its own. Yeah. And that was, that was, Something that Hanif told me a lot. He was like, make sure, and I was still young, he was like, make sure when you get in this in this game, in this industry, that people fuck with you because of you and not for what you can do for them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I could wear anybody's fucking jersey on my back, you know what I'm saying? Like, people fuck with Kaz because they fuck with Kaz, not because, oh, Kaz from the source, Kaz from translation, Kaz from wherever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just... It was just, uh, it was really good advice to hear at the time. And it, it went as far to get that magazine back to, you know, at least respectability. Yeah. You know totally. what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't want it to be a laughing stock no more. Um, can you talk about Combat Jack as a boss? Yeah. He was the best boss ever. <laughs> like, cause, <laughs> and I'll tell you about his last day too. It was the funniest <laughs> shit. Uh, so Combat was, um, you know, he had, a. Uh, he almost was like, and this is the power of Twitter. He was like almost like a, a mentor, a mentor to me. You know what I'm saying? Like before he was even at the source, because 
he uh, he knew Londell, who was the owner. And, um, you know, they went to college together, I think, like that. And, you know, anybody who's been at the source can tell you sometimes working for Londell isn't the most fun time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard. And I... Young Kaz was young and stupid and was just very much like, oh, fuck this guy, fuck this guy. <laughs> but, like, the older I get, the more I'm like, damn, he was dealing with a lot to try and put this thing back together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, me being young and wild and fresh out of college, I'm like, yo, I could save this shit. I could do it. Just fucking listen to me. You know what I'm saying? All you and need is another 5,000 words on Drake. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All you gotta do is take this Drake and then put him on your cover. I swear to you. That was one of my arguments. Like, yeah. I was like, yo, this guy is the next guy. Put him on the cover. And he, they, did, they didn't believe in it. And then I think, I want to say Fader XXL went with the cover. And it was out of here. And I was just looking at everybody like, told you, motherfucker. <laughs> I told you, motherfucker. So the next time, like, we almost had to fucking overcompensate. So we might have gave J. Cole a cover before, like, most people felt he quote unquote deserved it. Mm. But now you go and look back and it's like, those are the things that you remember. You're like, oh, goddamn, look at J. Cole when he had short hair. Yeah. And yep. he was wearing a weird Matrix jacket. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah. You know, he didn't even have an album out yet, but we put him <laughs> on the cover. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I wanted to do. So to the Combat Jack point, that was somebody who I can always vent to. You know what I'm saying? And to kind of tell him, like, yo, man, like, this is that is going on, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, and he would kind of advise me on, like, how to, you know, work with Londell and how to talk to him, how to approach him, the kind of guy he was, you know. And then, um, you know, little by little, he took so much interest in the source because it's a legacy publication. And, you know, he was starting to get into his media game or whatever. And I just floated the idea. I'm like, yo, why don't you just come here? Like, we <laughs> got, we got a little, you know, we got a little bit of money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure you don't need it, but like, so come. you recruited Combat Jack? I could say that. Yeah. I could say that. Like, he was definitely somebody that um, I had a major hand in helping him come to the source. I won't say I have all the hands because clearly. I wasn't the one signing the checks and cutting the checks. Mm -hmm. but And at St. Patrick's, you had soft hands anyway. Fuck, that's how I got a rebound. Um, but, yeah, like, he was somebody that I was just like, yo, if you came here, man, like, you'd get so much respectability, so much, you know, all that, all of that fucking goodwill will start coming back to this place. And he did, and that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I remember his first cover... He jumped out the window <laughs> and fucking we put uh, Idris Elba on the cover. And that was like the first fucking non-rapper we had on the cover in like forever. And mm. people were like, it was so, it was so fucking uh, split on how people felt about it. But it's like going looking back, I'm like who the fuck is getting Idris Elba on the cover now? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the, kind of, that's the kind of foresight Combat Jack had. And that was for The Wire. Like, yeah. That's from, no, that was from uh, uh, Thor. Mm. The first Thor movie. You know really? What I'm yeah. Like, he didn't even have a big role. But he was like, yo, he knew how big... Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's that's another thing. Like, that's how much foresight he had. He knew how big comic book movies were about to be. So, like, be, putting that movie together... We hadn't even seen Thor yet. He just knew Idris Elba was a main... Uh, he knew the comic book character that he was playing. The dude that fucking... Uh, Hemdall or whatever. The, like, the dude that had You're the asking fucking... You're the wrong yeah, 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 no idea. All right, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So he had, a, he, had a bi he, had a, he had a big, important role, but it wasn't like a large part. You know what I'm saying? But he's the first guy that dies in Infinity War. You know what I'm saying? And like... Spoiler alert. My yeah. God. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fault. If you haven't seen Infinity War, 
He just double dies in the first fucking 90 seconds. All right? well. But he lasted all those movies. And it's like he he had the foresight to know how big comic book culture was and how, you know, adopting to movies were. Mm. So, like, back then, he took a lot of heat for putting Idris Elba on the cover. <laughs> but, like, now it's like, that motherfucker is, like, James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> like, that motherfucker, he's a, he's a one-named... He's a one-named fucking star yeah. in this world. Like yeah. you know, you say you just know who the fuck that is. So, combat's last day. <laughs> Combat's last day. So, as I said, and I won't go into further details. Uh, <laughs> him and Londell didn't usually get along, <laughs> right? And then uh, I, I just remember, man, like the same way he would kind of coach me up when I was thinking about saying fuck this place and yada yada yada, and you know, he would tell me I gotta do shit for the culture. I was giving him that talk, mm. right? Like, you know, for weeks. I was like, yo, man, we got to stick into this. Like, you know, we got the dream team right here. It's like, you know, we're, and we just uh, hit, we just hit like home runs in a row. We had just got like Rick Ross and then we got like Drake and then we got Wiz and like these big fucking covers that were like getting Miley Cyrus and Gucci and like all that shit. Like, well, Miley Cyrus was on the cover, but like that famous picture of Miley holding up the Gucci cover, which I think B.Dot wrote the cover score for, mm. if I remember correctly. Um, we, we was we was clicking, you know what I'm saying? And I remember Reggie just being like, yo, I'm about to go grab lunch. I'll be right back, yo. Once the elevator took his bag on the elevator. <laughs> Never came back again. <laughs> Never came back. Like four, like four days later. I think it was like a Tuesday. And then I hit him like the next, that Friday. I'm like, so are you coming back? He's like, nah, B. <laughs> and he was just out. And it's like, you know, like the Combat Jack show was starting to like pop off or whatever. And like, you kind of tell him, he was just like, fuck this shit. And I was like, and it was, I wasn't even tired at him. Yeah. And I was like, anybody who, I'm like almost a masochist. Like anybody who could like stay that long for that type of treatment. And he's older than me. He don't got to take this shit. But I'm young. I'm like, fuck, I need, I need all the help I can get. Hey gang, it's Jeff and Eric here. You remember us from two seconds ago. And we're from the podcast. You and know. we want you to know that on itsthereal.com slash shop, right here and right now, you can go and get one of three rhyme books. Our line notebook that is for sale right now, which make great holiday presents. Yeah, but we took it to another level. And the reason there's only three and three only is because we got them signed by not only us, but also the Lux. And we're talking Jadakiss, Styles, and Sheik, all three of them signing it for you guys. And we signed it as well because it is our book. Yeah. Three signed copies and three signed copies only. And the only place to get them is itsthereal.com slash shop. Get it now. They make a fantastic holiday gift. Uh, and oh. hold, hold on. What's, What's that, What? What? Uh, what? Huh? Jadakiss is going to wrap it for you. Uh, <laughs> you you are going to get a rhyme book signed by Jadakiss and wrapped by Jadakiss? That's right. It's the real.com slash shop. What was your last day at the source like? Oh, gosh. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, well, wait. Before then, so you had seen like you had gone from the really nice glass offices at yeah. this point. Then you guys had gone down to like a basically like. A, a box of a room yes yes like it, it was, was like just, a conference room table that was like six people it was one it. table in the middle mm. a couple of rooms and just magazines on the floor everywhere um we might have had one room that we got to film shit in mm. but the place was a fucking mess so my last day was around my birthday I planned this out. <laughs> I planned this out perfectly. Capricorn <laughs> season. Yeah. I'm a Pisces. Well. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so um, my plan was to have 
I had just gotten the offer from Hip Hop Wired and I was going to take it. But my birthday was coming up. We just did this dope ass cover with Two Chains, Mac Miller, and Tyga. It was supposed to be Kendrick Lamar's the fourth guy, but he had just done Fader. Mm. And uh, so he was out. <laughs> so he was out. But he was in the story. We did. We photographed yeah. him. We did. The, there's a dope fucking insert of all four of them. You know, like on some Hey Young World shit. And minus Two Chains, who was obviously older than all these guys. And um, I wanted them to. I wanted to throw a magazine reveal party. And have it double as my birthday. <laughs> and I was going to quit the next day. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. <laughs> like, I had the source pay for my fucking... They, we, we rented out this big fucking dope-ass venue in Midtown. And 2 chains came. And the Breakfast Club came. And everybody that was... I think Matt came. Tiger came. Kendrick didn't come. But they all popped in for a little bit. And it doubled as my birthday. Tiana Taylor came. <laughs> Um, bunch of people just. How old were you? Like God, I think this was my twenty. Had to be twenty four yeah. or twenty five. I was like twenty four. I think I was twenty four. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I was like, so I was there for five years. I was there for four years. No, it had to be my twenty fifth, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Anyway, mm. not important. Um, yeah. So like, I partied it up. I got hammered. <laughs> On all in their dime, like two chains came and did some songs and shit. And it was super lit. The whole fucking city was out. You guys were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was fucking crazy. And then the next day, I went <laughs> to Wandel's office, and I was like, "Yeah, man, uh, you know, I got to take like, lunch. I got this offer. <laughs> I mean, I told him face to face. I was like, "Yo, I got this offer from Hip Hop Wired, and um, I'm gonna take it. So, you know, this is my two weeks' notice, or whatever." And he's like, "Oh, you don't need two weeks. You could, tomorrow could be your last day." I was like, "Damn." Damn. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. So, Happy uh, birthday. I was yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, fuck, I got paid and I get to fucking chill out for a couple <laughs> weeks. I'm like, shit, I'll take that. Well, here's why the birthdays do matter is because on your 26th birthday, uh-huh. we were called in to be part of <laughs> your, you're not even a celebrity at that point, no. your, your birthday roast. Yes, yeah. yes. So you had uh, us, you had Pete Davidson. Yo, in hindsight. Yeah, it's pretty great. What, what a fucking great. great lineup! What a lineup! We have Melissa Ford, yeah, yeah. Peter Rosenberg. That's right. Uh, well, Mike Peter was Brown. hosting it. Peter Rosenberg hosting it. Yeah. Mike Brown, yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it was it was a big Jazz night. Fly. Big night. Yep, like big night. We got Chris well, Fox. Chris Fox. <laughs> so wait, low key. We have no, to, Jamal. We have to, Jamal was there. Jamal. We have to wind it back a little bit. So Peter Rosenberg. I don't know if you know this, yeah. but he told us he was like, I don't even know Cass. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We didn't even know each other like that. I was just like, yo, it's so it was so audacious to have a roast at like 26 years old. Yeah, like, what have you done? That shit. That was the whole running joke. The whole running joke was like, I have not done shit. And so we went up there. It was, by the way, sponsored by Uvu. It was streaming. It was streaming. It was a big night. But uh, Eric and I requested that it not stream during our parts. Oh boy, because Because if it did, we let the yapper off. Oh. Oh my god. Wait, do you guys still have the bit? Yeah. yeah, we have all of them. We can have we, all of it. Can we, no, please. There's no, no please. way we can do that no. here. Please. No, 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 no. Oh, man. Podcasts are forever. <laughs> this, this night right, was meant I'll try, for. I'll try and briefly describe it oh. for you guys. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we burned every bridge. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> anybody who came up in the blog era, I'm not going to mention names, but anybody who came up in the blog era caught a stray no no they were pretty direct direct. okay all right they were pretty direct (laughs) shots like never in my life and that was the beauty of it like because the beauty of the fucking roast 
was that I didn't get the worst of it because everybody knew I was like, oh, what the fuck? What am I gonna make fun of Cass for? Like yeah. he's not, he hasn't done shit. Like the whole running joke was like, why are you throwing a roast? You're 26 years old. You're making people pay for it. You're making people pay for. Yeah. It. I had people paid to come to this shit. I was like, yo. Because I was just so fucking high off myself. I was like, oh, fuck out. I'm going to throw a roast. Fuck it. I'm it the was... king of St. Patrick's. Like... <laughs> <laughs> right? And we was doing fucking, uh, we was doing what? We was doing um, the Comedy Central roast was doing that shit. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, hell it. yeah. I was like, I want to do one. But Jeff and Eric. So everybody everybody who came had like little hee-hee-ha-ha jokes. Mm-hmm. Like Pete had a little something. <laughs> Jazz had a little thing. Well, Jazz ended up not doing her thing. A um, <laughs> couple people. Uh, who else? Fucking... You know, Mike, Mess, you know, Lowe, Melissa Ford, Pete. Chris Fox said, uh, they all came. How, how old are you? Yeah. And you said 26. And you said, no way. <laughs> that was his joke. And that was it. That was it. You left. So a lot of people didn't come. Dan Charnas. Dan yeah. Charnas. Dan Charnas sure, was there. Yeah, 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 like, there was so many people who, like, just kind of were prepared. <laughs> These two motherfuckers. <laughs> Came with the yoppers oh, loaded, Yo. and the sh- it was a bloodbath. I'm, in there. I'm not sure that people um, expected us. No, to do they that. did not. People were I making fun of us for being prepared. That's what. I, yo, I was like, yo, guys, you know, this is like a, a this is it's a joke. It's, it's a roast. Like, yeah, anybody yeah. could get it. But you guys were like, no. Fuck. <laughs> Yo, we had the crowd going Yo, crazy. It was such an <laughs> elite mix of everybody on stage got silence. it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People in the building, not in the building, it didn't was, matter. It was such a it was such a fucking roller coaster of awkward silence and belly up laughter. It's crazy. That I had never seen like in that <laughs> like in that group of like people who run around and it was so beautiful that nobody <laughs> taped it it's one of those things where it's like yo if you were there, oh. <laughs> you yo, were it's, there. it's funny too because people do say uh to us they're like mm. you know part of your brand is being nice and yeah. and I, I wouldn't say that that's part of our brand <laughs> yeah. i just you're just nice guys we're nice, guys, nice guys and we have great relationships yeah but on a night like this, <laughs> yeah, we fucking you got a job to do. No, and we Yo, killed. There were people. I'm not going to mention names. There were people who legitimately wanted to fight Jeff. Correct. Yeah. After correct. This shit. That's how bad this roast. Like not bad fact. and bad, but bad as in like there was blood on the oh, fucking yeah. leaves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, we 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 went full out. <laughs> And, and we had the best time, and we did it. It was the best. We're still talking about it to this day. Because yeah. we love you, Pat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you roast the ones you love. Oh, my Everybody God. got it. It was great. It was so... It was insane. Now, how do you top your birthday after that? You have, like, onesie parties. Now, like, I have onesie I, yeah. parties every year. I'm like, So yo, cozy. Every <laughs> single year, I toy with the idea of doing another roast. I'm oh, my like, God. We couldn't do it in this era. <laughs> There'll be too many cell phones. Oh. There'll be too much video Yeah, that, that is true. Like, yo. I, for a second, I was like, oh, I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we. By the way, the, we we walked out of there. We made a beeline out of there, and and we we get out, and it was cold. Uh-huh. It was cold outside, and Jeff and I were just like, "Oh, we got to." That was fucking stage. awesome. We it was awesome. Again. We got to go somewhere. We were in the New York Post. Oh, Remember that shit? We were in the New York Post. They were like, "Oh, people are throwing rolls for themselves now." You know who had a great sense like of humor? It. Melissa Ford. Melissa yeah. was also great sense really of humor. She she caught like probably more strays than anybody. Oh, we said some mean things. Yeah, you yeah. said some mean shit about her, but she took it in such stride and she gave it back to she everybody. Was great. Oh, it was awesome. Like, oh it was, man, it was awesome. It was so much fun. It was a great night. It was a great fucking great night. night. Jeez. So you 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 had this whole four or five years with print yes and and obviously like online stuff too yeah. but that's a physical copy that you can get it a, a real newsstand yes. that you can like frame at home yep. like the whole thing now you go into a website yes what was that like it was uh it wasn't th- 
I thought it was the natural progression. I didn't want to be the last person hanging on the print wave. You know, I, mean? I saw it. I was already, I was already doing, I was already the online editor over there. I already knew the power of the blogs and the internet and having a strong web presence. And I knew how much money we were losing yeah. every time we were printing out an issue. So I was like, I got to get on this digital wave. So um, I, I tried to treat each piece of content like a magazine cover. I was like, all right, if I give each video or interview the same kind of attention we gave, like, these guys when we're shooting the cover footage of them, I think we'll be fine. And um, that's what I initially went in there thinking and doing. I was a senior editor over there, so I was uh, creating as much content as I can and trying to, you know, make sure that, you know, we were competing with you know, the not rights to two dope boys, the double XLs, the complexes and stuff like that. We had like, you know, we had a puncher's chance of getting some hits here and there. We said we had Bossip being our kind of like online overlord. So if we really needed something to get out to do numbers, we could put on Bossip and it's going to do numbers. But, um, you know, that's 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 kind of what I did. And um, it wasn't too hard of a transformation because I loved making print. I loved like the feeling of it. But I knew how much fucking work it took for such little reward. You know what I mean? Like, at that point, the only reward you were getting out of it was, like, oh, look at this magazine we made. Right. Like, yeah. we knew we were losing money every time. Like, we knew the ads were getting smaller and smaller and smaller. All because they spent so much money on your birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, <laughs> I, blew, I had to, you know, I had to do it big for them. And uh, But if we jump ahead a couple of years and, yes. you're, and you're at translation. Yes. You started the stashed as an online only thing, yes. but it had a print component. Yes. Yeah. Well, what was what was important to you about making something that was going to sit on someone's you know coffee table? Honestly, it was Steve Stout. Like Steve Stout was the guy who wanted that, and he had the pockets to make it happen. And I knew the mechanics of how making a print magazine was. I knew how it really wasn't terribly. Uh, profitable at that point but he his exact words were i just want to do something for the culture you know what i'm saying like i don't care if it makes money or loses money like i just want to do some dope shit to put out there because he knew the value of that and you were like and you don't have to worry about it making money because <laughs> <laughs> it is going to lose money for sure. Honest, yeah i was like honestly like thanks for saying that shit oh boy and like you know th- it wasn't like he wanted to just make a newsstand magazine he wanted that shit to be like art he wanted to be on, like on coffee tables he's like i don't give a fuck how much it costs just make that shit look fucking dope you yeah. know what i'm saying and we did man like it was it was something where we we it took it was such a labor of love because he was like i don't want no ads in it it's like i don't want nothing i just want that shit to be a piece of fucking <laughs> artwork and i'm just like now if we go back and look at that shit like goddamn Wiz, yeah, Wiz on the cover Wiz yeah. on the cover Pete Davidson shoot Carrie Champion like Purcell like all these people who became like heavy paper yeah heavy yeah. paper was like foil like some people still have it like in their wrapping like some people still have it like autographed and all this other shit like I'm so proud of that shit cause like I still go to my friend's house and it's still like there and it's still fucking on their coffee table Pete Davidson just, yeah, well, not Pete Davidson. <laughs> you said your friend. I don't know. He's oh, from right. Staten Island. This, this is true. I haven't seen. I was supposed to hang out with Pete during WrestleMania. We were both in New Orleans. He was shooting something for. I think he was shooting that. Wait, MGK we were thing. all down in New yes. Orleans. Yes, yeah, right. Because yeah, yeah. we all love wrestling. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we were down there for WrestleMania. 
And, uh, to be we, fair, we were down there for Wally Mania. Th- th- thank okay, you. you know? Thank you. God <laughs> yeah. damn. Shout out to Falarin, man. Yo, shout out um, to Wally. Yeah, shout out yeah, to Yeah, like, he, that, was a, that was an amazing time, man. Like, I, I loved... Like, looking back, like, that's probably, like, the, the happiest I was, like, creating something. Well, how was it being a boss for the first time? That was... That's all it was. Like, the funny shit was... After my run at Hip Hop Wire kind of ended, um, one of my friends literally asked me, like, all right, you've done all this shit already. If somebody, if you could just, like, write a blank canvas on what you want to do, what would it be? And I was basically like, man, I just want to run my own shit. You know what I mean? Like, and that shit just manifested. Like, and then Lisa Musich and uh, Sophie, Sophie Ash. Shout out to Sophie. Shout out to Sophie. the God. She uh, put me on and introduced me to Steve Stout. I was like, yo, you shouldn't meet this guy and yada, yada, yada. And then I had to went through the whole interview process. And, you know, uh, they hired me at translation to some like nondescript uh, digital content creator guy that was only supposed to work on this one special project. You know what I'm saying? So you had an office that was just like away from everybody. Yeah, else. basically. Yeah. Like it was, I was like just, under the stairs. I yeah. was just fucking <laughs> just away from everyone and downstairs. I wasn't even on the main floor. They had a secondary floor that they put like all their like artistic guys. That's right. Fafu. Like, yeah. 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 Shout out to Fop. <laughs> like it was right down there. And then um, you know, it was just about like, okay, here's your here's what we're gonna pay you. Go ahead and, and make this thing. And I didn't really have any guidelines. It was like, just go and do it. So, like, I came up with the name. I picked the logo out. I fucking, you know, started just crafting up fucking content ideas or whatever. And, like, franchises and, like, all these things, like, immediately took off. Like, I, I just had, like, I got to play with Stout's money. And I knew what was doing well on the internet. So, like, I remember, the, I'll never forget the first piece of content I created was um it was a video called driven and i had to go to dom kennedy's house and dom kennedy hadn't been heard from at all since the yellow album not the yellow yeah yeah since the yellow album and uh he was working on get home safely and he didn't talk to anybody like he didn't do no interviews he didn't do nothing and he's not like the most like interview happy person anyway so i went to his crib i remember going to his crib and it was just like I think it was on top of like the store that he owned or whatever. And he was just kicking it, just like fucking playing music and shit. And I was just like, wow, this is it. Like it was <laughs> the first time like I wasn't on assignment. I was like creating something of my own. And then like he I gave him the link and he shot it out. And like that first video pops up on like, you know, happily I had all these all these fucking uh all these fucking connections I made from other blogs. So like, you know, it hit not right. It hit two dope boys. It hit y'all shit. It hit complex double XL. It didn't like, hit our the, shit. No. Well, you tweeted it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have retweeted it. God but like, damn it. It's, it's the real.com only puts up. It's the real that's content. Right, that's hey, right. Listen, yeah. you, you supported it. That's <laughs> all that mattered. That, that is true. And then, um, you know, they were like, Oh, what's this thing? And then now uh, stash was like a fucking, it was, we hit the ground running. Then we had content with like the dream and like you know Wyclef and Wale and you know the same group of guys that I've been you know coming up with the whole time the Big Sean's the Wizzes all those dudes and you know once you got those guys on lock now you got a full blown fucking entity that was like 
you know, we were late to the game, but we were just like, fuck it. We're late. We got to hurry up. We got to get the yeah. best shit and, and get into this pack. And, you know. Yeah, but uh, if, we're, if we're sensing patterns here, another one is the fact that you took money and threw a big party. Yes. And we, <laughs> we, we, we were at the Stash's uh, party. Yes. The first time that I or maybe anybody heard back to back out live yes. that night. Yes. Yeah. And I remember Corey Towns coming in and we all <laughs> shit on him so bad. <laughs> because he's from Poor Philly. Corey. Philly. Yeah. Poor Corey. God, that was a rough week for Philly, man. <laughs> I remember that shit so vividly because I was like, okay, we're going to try and make this like a classy Henny Palooza. <laughs> <laughs> that was my goal for the stash anniversary party. And the one thing we loved about Palooza's we don't call it the other word anymore. Right. The reason why we love Palooza's was uh, it was a great place to test out new music. Mm. Yep. So the first time I got to hear Back to Back <laughs> in a crowd of people, I was like, this song isn't going to go anywhere <laughs> for a while. Oh, it was and everything. It, it was ev- like, I thought it was going to be... Oh, it's a quick little response. Like, nah, this shit is like a banger. Like, yeah, everybody knew every single word. It yeah, was it was unreal. the biggest song of the year. It was Grammy nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Grammy nominated this record, and people like girls were shaking their ass. Like, I, I don't know who was, it was who, crazy. Austin Mills or whoever was DJing. Like, yeah. that was a SoundCloud link. Yes, you know, like that. Yes. Was, yeah, I think it was Austin and Mecca that DJ that yeah. night. And uh, yeah, it was like the night, the the night of, or next night. It was the it was the night of. Yeah, the night I of, think yeah. like Boss. Came and performed mm-hmm. and did, mm-hmm. did some songs on Wale performed the Elvira. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good times, man. It was a Good great times. night. Yeah. So, Palooza. Yes, do say Palooza. At, at, this, <laughs> at this point, people were very familiar with what the story is. We've had Cam on, we've had Rory on, we've had Lo on, we've had Chris Styles on. Yes, you're here. What is your perspective of what everyone knows was a party that started amongst friends in an apartment that mm-hmm. has grown immensely to go? in every major city in America and beyond. I mean, my perspective of it is like, anytime I think, well, a a big part of your your career is like seeing where the trends are going. You know what I'm saying? And I'm happy that I'm in a group of people that knows what to do to set those trends forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, at first, we knew we couldn't just have it at a house the whole time. And then it was like, okay, we can't just have it at, like, Tammany Hall. It's like, okay, we can't just have it in New York. Okay, now we can't just have it in these major cities. we got to hit these smaller cities, too. It's like, okay, now we got to do it outside. And we've always kind of, every year, there's been, like, gradual growth, you know. And that's what you want to see in any line of work, you know what I mean. And out of everything that I've done... This December makes it six years that I've been doing this, you know, and it's it's the longest. It's it's the one thing I'm tied to the longest out of like whether it's fucking, you know, sports or music or wrestling or whatever. Like that's that's the one constant, you know, and um, it's true. When we walked through the Times Square subway station and yes. we saw your Bumble advertisement, <laughs> it did list you as yes. as Duce Palooza co-founder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But it didn't say that you were the guy with the um, the water, the water gun. <laughs> Oh, breaking news! This this new this this twenty second this last one, I'm retiring my gun. What? Wow! I'm retiring it. Yeah, what? it's time. Raise raise the raise the water gun to the you raptors. Put the water gun in the raptors, yo! <laughs> it's time to find a new shooter. It's time to uh, you know. What will you do? Wait, is it because of the political climate? (laughs) 
A little bit. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I mean, no, I mean, you know, it's like it's. You've had. I've had such a run with it, yeah. and people kind of know you for it. And you don't want to be painted in the corner as that guy. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't mind. I don't mind it. I haven't minded it. Wait, for a so while. what's what's your new bit gonna be? Uh, I'm 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 playing the behind the scenes, man. No, like, oh, I'm, that's why they confuse you for Rory. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's the exact reason why. Um, nah, man. Like it's it's kind of. Are you gonna be the guy that everyone hits up for tickets now? Well, they, 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 that has that's that never stopped. Like, that's literally what my phone was just on the way over here. But um, yeah, nah, man. You know, we all of like the 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 foundational members of the of the of Palooza have definitely become much more like elder statesmen and you know the only way to secure the future is to look towards it you know what i'm saying so I you don't want to be a 38 year old guy <laughs> no no i do not we're, we're in the business of shots into like 21 year old girls mouths absolutely not sponsored uh, by Duce. Yeah, and have my fucking big ass mug yeah 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 smiling. become a meme yeah yeah i mean I've been, by, I've been a meme shot by raven's assistant <laughs> exactly like you know everybody's kind of leveling up man like throughout the throughout the entire crew well so on the 22nd being that this is your last time on stage with that water gun mm-hmm. what are you gonna do to really like you know yeah set it off you used to bring like a huge water <laughs> I know, yeah. no i gotta get bring, a hose or I, something yeah that oh, hose. that's <laughs> a really good one you know and you know what's crazy that? like <laughs> that and like a lot of a lot of toy stores don't sell water guns no more is that right yeah like you'd be surprised like it's hard trying Yo. to find water guns in stores <laughs> now like i don't know why what's, what's the most like last minute like run around that you had to do to get your water gun oh they're all last minute that's the, that's the, that's the rush <laughs> how do you not have that's the rush one thing it. to do like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh fuck the gun exactly <laughs> like it's what like sometimes like there was a while that I had like a, a consistent gun for a little while but uh you know i would always lose it like it, it's kind of like good luck for me so yeah. it's like if i if it's a good time and everybody enjoyed itself. The gun just kind of right. kind of give the gun back to the universe. <laughs> it's like the Godfather, and like drop the water gun. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, now it's just kind of like, well, all right. Uh, what, what, what's what's left to do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is there like, is there any Palooza that stands out to you more than any other? Uh, yeah, my favorite to this day. I mean, like obviously, it's hot. <laughs> I thought it was easy, but it really wasn't. I thought you always liked. Uh, I think you said like DC? the Northeast. Yeah, like, like the one I was in, like Providence or something. Oh yeah. All right. So Providence was like that was a city where we were just kind of like, eh, there's a bag here. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And you know we weren't we were really big on like surprise guests and putting on this great show and all such stuff. But this was like one of the first times we were just like, oh, they just really want us here. All right, cool. <laughs> And that was one of the first parties that I realized people came to see us. Mm. Like for a long time, I was like, oh, people come because they get free drinks or, you know, a rapper might show up yep. or fucking, you or they know, get sprayed just, in the face by the guy. Or with they the get gun sprayed the in the t- face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I just turned 21 and I want to get drunk with my friends for the first. Right. You know, like there's always there was always something. But Providence was like and this is going to sound so fucking cheesy. I don't even want to say it, but. Providence was like the first city that made you feel special. Made me feel <laughs> like like a rock star a little bit. Like it was the first time that like people recognized us. Yeah. And wasn't just like, 
and it's easy to like recognize Chris and Lowe sure. and Austin and Mecca. Those are the faces of the people. But like people were coming up to me, to Cam. People knew Raven. People knew all of us. And we we're just like, in Providence? <laughs> like, That's dope. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and on top of that, it was such a fire fucking party. Like they came and they fucking, they were there as soon as the door opened. They stayed the whole fucking time. Like everybody was fucking drunk. And it wasn't like, super sold out but it was just enough people and liquor and good music that everybody was like equally amounts wasted <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like damn and providence has beautiful women too like just amazingly like all these like well, Cape but what Verdean, city doesn't uh, right gosh, what city doesn't have beautiful women uh the least the least beautiful women don't do this, Kaz. I did, this, uh, is a, this is a bad road. This is a bad down. road yeah. I'm going. I got a podcast called Flinger, so it gets way worse. Trust me. Uh, damn, I would the one city, I would say the Bay. The Bay was a little... They had, I mean, there was some beautiful women there, but if I just had to go like per capita, are you just trying like, to be the heel? Like, like, just, like you want to get booed the moment no. you step back into no, like, but San Wait, when, when is Duse Palooza coming back yeah, to the yeah. Oh, gosh, I don't know, actually. But shit, but I love Ladies I show the, up yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, prove, uh, prove Kaz wrong. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. When we did the fucking, uh, when I did the Marshawn Lynch show, I was basically living there for like yeah. a month. So, like, I always, I always love the bear. Backing up. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. 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 Pull the muscle back, <laughs> backtracking on that statement. But yeah, no. So, um, a little better. <laughs> you've had you've had a, a lot of a lot of personal success and a lot of wins but there have been times especially last year yeah where uh there were valleys and and, yeah. and everything wasn't like going full speed ahead yeah um you lost your dad yes and you changed jobs unexpectedly yes how did you uh feel at at, at, at the worst point and how did you find your way out uh you know it was one of those things where between like my father passing, combat passing, and uh, just like not really coping with that the best way, I kind of felt like personally it was probably the best thing that could happen to me at that point because I always felt like it can't get lower than this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm sure it can. God, you're, you're I don't want <laughs> to you know test his will, but um, it was definitely a point where I just kind of had to like. If this was like the first real L in life I had to take, it made me realize how blessed I really have been, you know, throughout my entire like like I said earlier, it's like, oh, just get out of college, have a full time job in a magazine, you look, oh yeah, life is easy. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it was almost me looking at life and be like, I needed this L. Like this these L's were like so fucking needed because I had to be able to really look myself in the mirror and kind of see what I wanted my life to be like, you know what I mean? What I really wanted to chase after and, you know, what I really wanted to become because the person that was, I was, uh, you know, my biggest cheerleader was gone and I didn't really know how to really handle that. You know, like we didn't have, you know, my mom raised me and my dad didn't, you know, live with me. And, uh, you know, we were playing catch up for like the past, like, the last like six years and then he gets super duper sick and uh it was something where you kind of believe something about your father for most of your life and then 
you get to know the actual human being. You know what I'm saying? He's not just dad some more, no more. Like this is the, the human that raised you, that helped raise you. And, uh, you know, you're just, it's, 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 it, it, I don't want to say it's sad because like, you know, I got those last moments. I got to, he got to see, he got to hold the magazine. He got to hold stash in his hand. He got to see me on MTV. He got to see all these amazing things. And if the best thing that could happen is him not seeing me at my lowest or like not be here presently when I'm, when I was at my lowest, then I was like, it really put everything in perspective. It's like, oh, okay, boom. I know what it is to be like a blessed human being now. Like I wasn't saying I was taking anything for granted, but I just had no choice but to really accept like this was how life is for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And realize how lucky you are to have gotten this far this soon in life, you know? So, um, you know, bouncing back was just kind of like a gut check as far as like how 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 bad do you really want this you know what i'm saying like do you want to just kind of just go back to you know writing blogs and just you know you could always do that you can always go back to the content game and just go back to being like oh you can go you can go get a job at double xl you can go get a job at billboard or some shit like that but like what do you really really want to do what is something you can do that like you can look back and be proud of your pops can look back and be proud of your future use can look back and be proud of and in many ways, it was I wanted to become a personality. I wanted people to know who I was. And I always loved pro wrestling. <laughs> like, and that's something, like, my dad introduced me to. You know what I'm saying? Like, my earliest memory in life was maybe one and a half, two years old cat sitting in my dad's lap watching Survivor Series 1989. And I have the same poster in my apartment. It's framed. One of my exes got it for me. It's one of the best fucking gifts I've ever gotten in my life from anyone. Um, and, like, that was something that brought my family together. It was watching wrestling on Sunday nights or Monday nights. And, you know, I had an opportunity that I never thought I would get. It was like, you know, y'all know me. Like, I, and everything I did, I always worked in some sort of pro wrestling in there just because I loved this shit. And I just thought it was just the best form of entertainment to me. And it kind of felt like a once in a lifetime opportunity to actually be a part of this and, and, you know, create your own legacy in it. And it's something, you know, I know if my dad saw me doing it, he'd be super duper excited over, yeah. like super proud of. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, that's. That's 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 why I jumped in full force with it, man. Like, especially now, being like the only black writer on the show, or like one and a half. There's like you know, it's a half and a half. Guy, there's a Drake. Like, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Ward. That's my guy. <laughs> but like you know, I know there's a big responsibility for that because you know it's 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 I know it's rare you know what I'm saying like as, as a content creator as somebody who hosts the show and you know tries to be funny sometimes and just people I admire as far as thought processes and shit I love Patrice O'Neill yeah. that's like one of the he's one of the greatest fucking you know minds hilarious comics I've ever walked this earth and he was a former WWE writer you know what I'm saying right? it's like yeah and it's like one of those things where it's just like damn I could be I could be like in a very elite group of something like even if I could stop working there tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I want to just be able to say, like, I did those. Like, I got, like, a couple of projects that I, I saw through and created and got on TV that people loved, that people hated, 
that people like whatever but like just the fact that i could be like this is my shit like this character is somebody that i helped bring to life you know what i'm saying like that's that's the shit that drives me that's the shit that's like super fucking exciting to me. we when we were all together um for Wale Mania. Yeah. And and for WrestleMania. Yes. Down down in New Orleans. Uh-huh. And you you told us that night that you had accepted the job and it was it was coming up and not yeah. to say anything. Yeah, and yeah. we couldn't have been any more proud of you. Yeah. Like this was like we had seen you at your darkest. Yeah. We had seen you successful too, but to do something that you loved and to be able to finally get that in yeah. an opportunity that not a lot of people do, that was amazing for us. Yeah. And we're like, well, how long do we have to sit on this? And you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I got the perfect Instagram post. I'm so ready. And then a couple weeks later, maybe a month later, whatever it was, mm-hmm. that post went up and it was you in a suit uh-huh. outside of the headquarters up yeah. there in Connecticut. What what was that like? And, was, and what was the response like, too? Because we was, weren't the only ones who were happy. Nah, it was... Here's the thing, right? When you leave a spot like BR... Bleacher Report. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go linear. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't go lower. And I don't know if that sounds kind of vain or whatever, but, like, just as a as a businessman, as a career person, like, you always want to keep striving higher, whether that's money-wise, whether that's how you feel on the inside, whether it's your happiness. Like, something has to go up. And there was a lot of ups at BR. You know what I'm saying? But being there, it felt good to know how many people knew how much it meant to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it felt good to know that people saw that and was like, he deserves that shit. Like, he, everybody knows how much I fucking loved wrestling. Like, tried to make wrestling cool for people who, who around people who wouldn't give wrestling a second thought. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. like you yeah. guys, yeah. perfect yeah. example, yeah. you know? Like, it was, it was something that made me really fucking... Um, and we've had real conversations, by the way, where where I know you were like, yo, it's like ballet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's more to it than just like, you know, throwing people. This yeah. is like legitimate, like, yeah, teamwork. No, I, and, I yeah. think that you and Wale, not to get off track, but like mm. you guys gave, made me respected in a way that I had never really given yeah. it credit for. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, I think that that's the way that we've sort of moved forward in, in our relationship um, in terms of that. Like, yeah. I think that it makes us happy to see you doing something you love, but also that it's not, like, some, like, stupid thing. It's nah. something that there's, like, actual care in. Yeah, dude. It's it's one of those things where it's, like... And, and I won't talk too much about it, but, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, like... You know, before I got there, you have so much respect for these people because, you know, you understand the grind. And, like, I thought I knew the grind of it. <laughs> being on the road... People see my Instagram story yeah, being yeah, on the yeah, road yeah. every single week. And I'm not even getting physical. Like right. I'm just writing. You know what I'm saying? Like these people do this all the time, put their bodies on the line. They have to remember shit that we write them. Sometimes <laughs> they give us they give us stuff. Then like you gotta work with that. Like you gotta be half stuntman, half actor, half fucking partner, have all all these things. There's so there's so many things that go into the creation of just one episode of Monday Night Raw. Like one episode of SmackDown, like and I've done a dozen, a dozens of Duce Paloozas. I've thrown my own parties. It is <laughs> not even a fucking <laughs> half of a half of a decimal of what goes into one production of this show. You know what I'm saying? It is the longest running show 
in television history, episodic show in television history. That's not like the news or like whatever, Sports Center. Like it's the longest running episodic TV show ever. And it's like a fucking machine. It's like, I always call, I tell people, it's like, it's like TV boot camp. Mm. Whatever you don't know about creating <laughs> content, mm. you will know by the time you are you are done uh, w- with the working over there, especially as a creative. So, um, well, as yeah. you know, like, I almost became a WWE writer. <laughs> yes, yes, you told me about this. You, yeah. you, you applied. Well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> they, they told me to watch an episode, yeah. and I got, like, halfway through, and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, like, I think, I think I'm off of this. <laughs> no, it's definitely like listen. Ray Mysterio and Ray. That's my guy. Yeah. It's uh, it's 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 definitely not for uh, you know, the lighthearted. The yeah. lighthearted. Yeah. yeah, it is. Some, it is definitely for people who um, take their craft so seriously, and they're super dedicated to it. Like you can't be half-ass in this thing. You know, like. There's a lot of people that trust you. There's a lot of people that trust your mind. A lot of people that trust, you know, the position you're in. And, um, you know, I, I don't take that lightly. Like, especially as a black writer, I don't take that lightly. Like, I know there's, I have no room for clownery. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost, it, it's, it's, it's like wanting to, it's, it's a lot of responsibility. Um, and I don't take any of it lightly, man. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. So as we approach 2019, and you look back at your at your life, and you know, since since Staten Island, are you are you the JV kid at at uh, <laughs> at at, at St. Patrick's? Are you the varsity yeah. player at St. Patrick's? Are you the kid at Dominican? Are you the kid who's outside playing ball with your brother? Who are you? Gosh, I'm so different. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. Are you I'm, KD coming to kill you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm the older KD. Like I, I'm at this point. How many Twitter accounts do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I still don't have. I don't. I still don't have a Finsta. I don't have. A, I don't have a ghost account either. But a lot of my friends got fit. Like Ray. Ray yeah, why? got a Finsta. Like, <laughs> Yo, you know, a lot of people got Finstas now, man. Like, and I, and I might get it. I, I expect. I respect the wave. But. <laughs> Um, you know, I can't, uh, I can't say that I'm the same person I was last month mm. that I was, you know, back in playing high school or JV or whatever. Like I, uh, you know, between this, between, uh, being the head of content at station head, between Duce Palooza, between, you know, being, you know, Flaker two, yeah. become such a fucking massive, massive force. Um, you know, between you know uninterrupted hosting that shit like Mm -hmm. still writing for paper magazine sometimes Mm -hmm. like my goal last year when i was at my lowest was to see what i could accomplish if i just exhaust all of my talents like i wanted to be the best the absolute peak version of myself physically mentally career-wise i'm like i want to be an alpha in everything you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be the smartest guy in the room. I want to be the most fit. I want to have the best ideas at the table. I want to be able to fucking lead a team. I want to show people that I can be good at anything and everything. And I never wanted to feel like I felt last year ever again. <laughs> you know, because this, you know, I, and I talked about this a little bit on the Rap Writer Show. I was like, it is a weird time to be... Uh, it's a it's a weird time to want to just write about hip hop 
someone to just create content for hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like it's good to have that as your in your DNA, so you could bring it to other shit. Like to create content, create podcasts and shows and all this other shit. To create writing for other shows or bring it as a head of you know spearheading a new app and all this other shit. Like, it's like you see certain people that came up in our era, like the blog era, and you see what they've gone on to do. And you're like, that person's street cred or that hip hop cred or whatever it is cred is solid. Like you see Joe LaPuma, you see his fucking sneaker shopping blowing up and watching on MSG. And he's like, yeah, I was watching this motherfucker since for 10 years. He's legit. You see fucking stadium goods get sold for a couple million dollars and you see Miss Info like, yeah, Miss Info is fucking legit. She deserves that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you see Lowe gets the Apple deal, deserves that shit. You see Roy get the Spotify deal, he deserves that shit. Like everybody, Mecca, fucking everybody in this era is like, yeah, like everybody's just fucking leveling up. But like you're not forgetting what got you to the dance. You know what I'm saying? It's part of you. And that's kind of what I've 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 wanted to explain to those guys like you don't have to leave it all behind you can take it with you and use it you know to to propel you to something different because as long as you're not like trying to like fit into like whatever little box that people have for you then you can literally do whatever the fuck you want you know what i'm saying like people telling you oh why don't you just focus on one thing or do this like you can do that. That's the safe thing to do. But, like, you don't have to. You know what I mean? Like, it's just how bad do you really want it? Like, sometimes sometimes you're not going to sleep. Sometimes you're going to sleep for two days in a row. Like, how bad do you really want all of this success and all of these wins? And and on top of that, be willing to give that as well. You know, I'm not greedy. Like I try to, I, I give opportunity to a lot of people. I've put people in positions that have gone on to do amazing, amazing things. And, uh, you know, as long as you're appreciative of that and as long as, you know, you know what you're doing in yourself is pure, it don't matter how low you ever get, you can always bounce back knowing like, hey, like you put enough good out there it'll come back for sure well listen you know we've we've seen your whole career at this point yes. and it's it's been pretty special to watch so congratulations on everything Thanks, up to this bro, point it's... and congratulations for everything that's in your future and it's really dope that you can look back at all this stuff and be like you know what i got love for each and every situation that i found myself in besides Duce palooza in the bay <laughs> no love for the girls out there no love time, for the yeah. girls in the bay <laughs> I'm just saying that just per capita, <laughs> per capita. Okay, they're all Crazy. right. Just wrong. They're all right. Yeah. God damn it. Well, thanks for coming up. Thanks, buds. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste Time with It's Real. Jeff, if you want to find out more about us, I'm Eric, you're Jeff. Curly hair, glasses, tall, taller, Nikes, Nikes, no apostrophe, no spaces. It's The Real. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called A Waste of Time with It's The Real. We also have two Jews and two black dudes review the movies. Jeff, if people want to find out more about what's going on in this world of ours that we've created over the space of 11 years, moving on to our 12th, Jeff, where can they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com and specifically itsthereal.com slash shop. Go get those three rhyme books that are signed by the locks. Go get one, go get two, go get three, whatever. Live your life 
at itsthereal.com slash shop. You can also find our podcast. Search for It's The Real on iTunes. It's The Real on Spotify. It's The Real on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash a waste of time. SoundCloud.com slash two Jews, two black dudes. You can also find our music. If you search for Teddy Bear Fresh or It's The Real on Spotify or any other streaming service, you can also find us on all social media at It's The Real. It's The Real on Twitter. It's The Real on Facebook. It's The Real on Instagram. And that is how you slow jam the news. (laughs) Jeff, one of my favorite things of the 12 Days of Podcast, the fact that we put out the word and say, hey, we want to shout you guys out. And there has been such a strong response. And we are about to shout you guys out right now. All the hard work that you've put in to reach us, message has been received. Jeff, it's on you. Shout out to the Bucket Up Podcast, the Bucket Hat Boys, Tylante and JB Speak. You know what? They support us. They went and bought a rhyme book from Barnes & Noble or Amazon or, or itsthereal.com. It's not signed, but they did support. Shout out to those guys who have been letting us know that they're rocking with us on Instagram. A big shout out to Atnia Jackets on Twitter and the blog Lucky7Magazine.org and Jonathan Davila and Deadass Though, the podcast straight out of Florida thanks to Shells386. Shout out to Chip Off Your Block. Shout out not only to him, but also the whole Daps Pounds podcast. Shout out to the D Plus A podcast and Devin No One Cares. Shout out to Road Knowledge, who's been a longtime supporter. Also, Carlos and Amber, who just got engaged. Hey, shout out to them. That's Brick Foley. Shout out to Samuel underscore underscore. And my jokes are funny. That's Lawrence R on Twitter. Also, I want to shout out at Play Out of Tune and I am DJ 8 p.m. I want to shout Baby Girl Cashly Banks. I want to shout out Doe Easy 106 El Barrio and Mother Bells Bish. I want to shout out Nivik Nilknaz. Hell of a name. Hell of a name. Part of the asshole army. Nivik Nilknaz. Nivik Nilknaz. The more I say it, the more I like it. Nivik Nilknaz. Nivik Nilknaz. Anybody else? Nilv- Nivik. Ni- the more you, the more you pronounce it, the less you can pronounce it. Nivik Nilknaz. Nivik Nilknaz. Nivik Nilknaz. The Nivik Nilknaz. Is it the? That's my new band. Oh. The Nivik Nilknaz. The Nivik Nilknaz. As always, guys, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Nivik Nilknaz. Rats.